Shout out to everyone who's donated to the Kevin Wilkins Fund and gotten stickers from us. We're almost out of black stickers, but if you uh, make a donation of at least $10 to the Kevin Wilkins Fund, I will still send you three black mostly skateboarding stickers and three green mostly stickers. So act fast if you want to get the black ones, but I've still got a big stack of green stickers. So make that donation send your receipt to mostlyskateboarding at gmail.com and I will send you some stickers. Uh, you can find a link to donate in this week's show notes. And now on to the show. Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Temple Elliott, and I'm joined this week by Mike Munzenreiter and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. This week, we're talking about humor in skateboarding. But first, Austin Bristow's Portions video. Last week, UK-based filmer Austin Bristow dropped Portions, which featured grade-A footage of the Palace team and other London locals. I've watched this video multiple times since it came out. How about you, Jason? Full disclosure, I uh, just watched it today um, as I was preparing for this podcast. But um, yeah, it's definitely some cool shit. Like, we needed, we needed something to kind of power the spring. Like, today was pretty much the unofficial first day of spring. Like, it was... 70 degrees in new york or whatever it was like 80 degrees down here so uh, yeah, yeah. As, as i've said on this podcast before like it's tight when people release videos in the summertime just to get people hype you know what i mean so yeah this was way sick um kyle wilson obvious standout he's definitely got a lot of juice right now one of or maybe the best line in a jacket or maybe the best jacket in escape video ever in a line like that uh what do you call that like a parka uh is the northerner here yes that would be a parka with like the fur line on the hoodie uh, yeah i can't even imagine that the temperature like actually uh necessitated that jacket but hey that's, yeah, uh, Kyle. that's fashion baby <laughs> you know where are you gonna i gotta uh, for 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 another Kyle Wilson superlative, that opening line where he's writing a square tail board, like that's the best stuff done on a square tail board since Christian Hassoy in nineteen eighty. Take your pick. Was that a was that a was that a shape board or what? I think so. Yeah, it, it was, was a shape board. It definitely struck me as like, whoa, is is a palace guy riding a shape board? This is weird. But yeah, he looked pretty fucking cool on it. Yeah, and another thing that's uh, about this video was it wasn't as like bleak and depressing as other British videos. You know what I mean? There was there were a lot of like ledge plaza clips, a lot of like you know being out in the sun, a lot of like bright lights and shit. So that was tight as well. Maybe it's just like the um like the guy who films Tom Knox, like he always hits like cutty spots or whatever, or in some alleyway. And these guys just like saying different shit. Maybe that's it. But yeah, it was definitely some cool shit. So I definitely picked up on that same thing that it was a different feeling than like Dan Maggie's London. It's different than Jacob Harris's London too. And maybe it's just like camera settings or maybe it's the digital, which or I should say HD, which looked awesome. But I definitely noticed too. It's like a different London than what those other two filmmakers had been doing so like props to austin bristow for i don't know making it making a familiar place look different templeton you were saying what struck me is there was like life in in the in the background like in these locations you know there's yeah there's that one spot that's been in like every british skate video ever with like the little benches it's kind of in like it seems like a plaza a, like winding plaza you, you know Court, what i'm talking yeah. about yeah yeah, yeah. like they were doing lines through there and there were people sitting on the benches, which I've never seen before. And it was just like, it felt like, oh, this is like a beautiful day. And like people are out eating their lunch, like on their lunch break. You know, obviously it's pre-COVID. There's just like life at the spots where usually there wasn't in like previous videos. Which I think, you know, as skaters, we often try to avoid places where there's life because most people, you know, don't want us around. And it's just easier to get things done when nobody's around. But having those people around gave i think gave the footage a different feeling no doubt it's like the dakota servold line with the kids running where normally that shit will drive you insane but if it all works out it looks amazing on video yeah wholly yeah, agreed exactly. 
how good is Danny Brady and how good has Danny Brady been at skateboarding for how long? Like those clips in there, you you almost write them off because when did the that blueprint video was it lost and found? That's like fifteen years ago, right? Or more Something like that. Yeah, he had that opening part in there. And that was awesome. I don't think like many people won't say that was a super kind of special video part in a lot of ways. And then he's in he's in this thing, backside one eighty fakey five oh fakey flip off that ledge off stairs. Like Jesus, I'm glad he's still like powering. Yeah, I mean it must be tough uh, like being a palace rider and having your team manager rip that hard. I'm. Like, I think Danny Brady is, like, one of my favorite people on Palace, and he's the TM, which is kind of funny. But, I, yeah, I'd take a Danny Brady part over, like, a lot of those other dudes. And that's not even, like, talking shit on the rest of the Palace team. It's just, like, that's how much I like Danny Brady. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been ripping for a while. Who else was in Palace on here? Was uh, Benny for a minute. Probably the best Lucian part since Palasonic, I think, altogether. Didn't see any of the uh, Louis Vuitton shoes, though. I look pretty close. Didn't see any. I don't know. I might be wrong, but... I was looking for those, too. I was kind of like, well, where are those things? Yeah, I imagine a lot of this footage is old, you know? Like I was yeah. saying, there's life in the, in the spots, and, like, nobody's wearing right. masks, and there's, like, you know, groups of people cheering and stuff like that. So I think, like, a lot of the footage is probably just old and, you know, pre-Louis Vuitton shoes, which maybe is why Lucian was just like, yeah, put it in this video. I can't use it for, you know, other projects. Monsieur, oh God, don't don't use my French. I was going to try to say Monsieur Vuitton's not paying <laughs> if he doesn't have that shit on, so. Yeah, got to get those photo incentives from LV. Although, hey, it, it seems like everyone in this video was wearing, like, all-white Reebok classics or whatever, or some type of shoe that in that vein you know what i mean maybe that's a thing yeah i i feel like there was an adidas shoe that was kind of like that like that might have been an adidas shoe yeah, from like yeah, a little while ago but I, I feel like everybody's look was just like on a different level like not not something we're seeing at, at least here in oregon uh or like in any other footage that I'm seeing, like the dude who had the like full Adidas kit with the sweatpants <laughs> tucked into the socks, you know, that's yes, like, that uh, was in my notes. Hold up. I put this in, all caps in, my, in my notes. In, in my notes, tucked he is called three stripe mans with a Z mans, M A N Z. I think I was able to triangulate who this dude is. Is it Louis Jones? The name is on the YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, on the YouTube page, it gives everyone in order. And it, he was two people before Lucian, I think. So I think that's the dude's name. But, yes, yeah, sweatpants tucks in the sock, tuck in the socks, man. It's like, well, I got some cool socks, but uh, no one's really going to see him. So, I know. I'll tuck my pants into him. Problem solved. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think I have any socks that are that cool. To, that I would tuck my pants into the into the socks. What about you, Mike? I, you uh, have those particular uh, socks that you skate in. I mean, I'm skating in like white Hanes Target socks, and uh, those are about the only ones like texture thick wise that I can do. Do want to point out that Jones also had like the hot pink. He 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 basically repped like variations of the same gear, like hot pink sweatpants, hot pink sweatsuit. The whatever whatever his board was spray painted with in hot pink, like seems like dude's footage came all, all like during three months and he was very hyped on hot pink. <laughs> That's pretty sick. I'm I'm back in it. And one one thing that I have in my notes about the video just in general is that like it's none of the skating was innovative, but everybody has good style. Everybody was wearing gear that was on point, and if not necessarily on point, Louis Jones um it was interesting you know like everybody had a look and so you do all that together and the spots are rad too it's like what do what else do we need cool varied music and a different spin on london i i, I did just to be clear really like the video because you know it's the full package yeah it really is it's like there's nothing more that i want like i didn't miss um a giant kinked handrail or uh manuals clearly um there are a few but 
but long manuals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like there there weren't any any of the skate video tropes that I would have liked to have other than titles, obviously. Right, right. I did get thinking about the uh, titles where it's like the hyper edited it was like the first hyper edited montage dropped the titles and then this video is basically continuous clips, no effects, music, yet no titles. It's a, it's a weird it's a weird connection where, like, what is the excuse for no titles again? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just, it feels lazy, especially this, like, it's broken up into parts. You know, you could put titles right. in really easily. Right. But I, I think with these guys, their styles are distinct enough that you can recognize most of them. And then, yeah. you know, you can, you can do the triangulation to figure out the rest. Because it's <laughs> like, okay, I know... I know who Lucian is, so I can go two back, and that's Louis Jones. Right. And you know Chiron Davis from from Instagram. Props on him doing a manual trick and then a melon down the London Bridge, whatever stair that is. That was good. Mm-hmm. That was a, that was that was a palate cleanser from the from the manual trick. Really <laughs> down on manual tricks right now. None you know of the what? manuals I'm, struck me as like uh, offensive. Nah, they were good. They were all tasteful. You know what? I think I'm kind of at peace with the the no titles thing, because mm. as long as they put a list of writers like on the YouTube page or whatever or in the credits, and it's okay. You can you can figure it out. That is what matters. Like, I think it's fine like, for for this video where, like I was saying, like you you know a a decent number of them and can can like work back on the yeah, to yeah, fill yeah. in the blanks. But like in a lot of videos, it's like I don't know who any of these people are so i don't know when dude a starts or when dude a's part ends and dude b's part begins like they all just look the same they skate the same spots you know there's nothing yeah. to differentiate yeah, like, them like they're all wearing like uh like the new uniform like polar jeans or whatever some baggy jeans uh like a, a medium t-shirt like a five panel you know what i mean like, like yeah if- that's true in that case it's kind of hard so yo, if the I think a pizza video is coming out, pizza skateboards <laughs> drop in, Elysian Fields or whatever it's called. Um, oh no, it's called uh, Ethereum. Ethereum. I think. God damn it! Yeah, I mean, if there's no titles in the pizza yeah. skateboards video, we're not gonna know who the fuck is skating, like, because nobody, none of those dudes have names that I'm aware of, anyways. Yeah, th- there's yeah. like well, the one guy, skate. Chase Webb. There's Paluzzi. Michael Paluzzi, is that right? Oh, he does manuals. He does manuals, doesn't he? He's like a flat bar combo guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chase Webb, I just know, is like mad short and does like crazy handrails. Right, he's, he's pretty a, he, identifiable. He's a total Chase Webb, dude. He's, he's Chase Webb. Right. You get the intonation that I'm trying to, trying to send? <laughs> we get it, for sure. <laughs> but, um... Oh, Templin, I got a question for you. In the Jankum interview, this guy says he uses an HPX. Like, what's the deal with the HPX? Like, how does it compare to, like, a VX or whatever for all the uh, the lay people, non-filmers out there? I, that question struck struck me as well. You know, I've, I'm long since retired from the pro filming game, oh, yeah, so I, yeah. I wasn't aware that the HPX was, like, in, in any, like, iconic status. But the way the question sounded, it sounded like the HPX was going to be the new VX, where it's like this camera that's out of production that everybody loves, that is like increasingly shittier than all the other cameras out there. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. But the video it. looked fucking great. So yeah, I, I'm a fan oh, of the yeah. HPX. Like trade in your VX for the HPX. But it, it seemed like maybe there's some trouble getting the fisheye for it or something. So the one video that I had a video part in, my buddy filmed it on an HBX 200, which was like, I don't know, it's a 15-year-old camera. But that is actually, if I have my druthers, like my favorite look of probably like pre-HD footage for whatever that's worth. That was, that was like still mini DV, right? It was, but... Um, I feel like it was leaps and bounds. It, it had different settings, and I feel like it was leaps and bounds above the H. Or, excuse me, above the VX. Yeah, I, I've used those on a couple of shoots. Definitely felt way more pro than the VX. 
like have the XLR inputs and shit like that. Whatever you say, bro. <laughs> I know. As soon as I said that, I was like, "Oh man, we're we're getting really far from far away from uh, skate talk." But the filmers out there will appreciate that and know what an XLR input is, and music folks, I guess. But yeah, gotta... I mean, the video looks cool as shit. Like this guy makes HD look cool. Like Johnny Wilson, as we said before. There's a bunch of dudes that make HD look just as cool as a VX. Like my understanding is that the main main like positive about the VX is like the sound, like the mic sounds awesome. That's that's fair, but I feel like in this day and age, I think that a lot of times people aren't even listening to the video. Like yeah, I know yeah, I yeah. I don't consume social media with audio, so like the that's lost on me. Yeah, I remember that as like a pro VX one thousand argument over like the VX twenty one hundred or whatever. You know, like oh the the sound quality is still superior you know it's um i guess you know it's valid but i guess 25 years later after the video or the cameras come out it's like or god more than that it is a it, it's a weird one yeah and I, I feel like sound is minor compared to the look of the video like if i were to have good sound or good visuals i'd much rather have good visuals yeah true especially like these days people are if not like on their phone, like watching a video on their like laptop with blown out speakers or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What did we think of seeing Tom Penny in a video? He's still not doing it. I like that clip. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I think South Bank looks cool. I always like have like a little argument with myself whenever South Bank footage comes on because I'm like, oh, it's a skate park, but it's like a street spot that became a skate park. So. Is this bad? Is it good? I don't know. Uh, and, um, <laughs> no, I mean it. It looks awesome. Like the uh, just like it looks all like futuristic and shit. Like you know what I mean? Like something from uh, sure. Clockwork Orange or whatever. All the graffiti and whatnot. I don't know. It looks gnarly. I think. Yeah, it looks cool, and it doesn't look like a skate park. So I, I think that's what's important. And yeah, I think South Bank looks cool. It looks like a fun place to skate. Maybe if they don't skate those ledge things up top, it doesn't. The, what am I trying to say here? Doesn't like go into skate park territory. I don't know. Right. Yeah, because those ledges are like have been placed by skateboarders. But I don't even mind those. You know, like they're they're not offensive to me because they just yeah, I mean, they look pretty rough. It might be when there's too many skaters there, where I'm like, what what what's going on? There's like you know you're filming a line and there's. You can see like 30 to 40, and I don't think that's a big exaggeration. Other skaters in the background is Mike Arnold's doing something ridiculous, like ledge and then steps immediately. Are we being too nitpicky? Yeah, I mean, yeah it, it seems like, I don't know, it seems like Britain is like more accepting towards skaters than over here. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, like probably like the least skater-friendly country out, you know what I mean, USA. We're, we're cheering when hate. people are trying stuff like that lady yeah yeah they'll no one tried to make like a bullshit like citizens arrest know what i mean like <laughs> like get on the phone like well there was that one guy on the phone when um carlos was trying to do that like wall ride or whatever but for the most part it seemed like people were like you know pretty chill and like when kyle wilson did that like ginormous backside 180 over like the block at south thing it sounded like there were like 200 people there hmm the yeah. was like yeah, and it sounded like it was like the fucking um like the Roman Coliseum or some shit. <laughs> like Sick. here, if if there were that many skaters in one place here, they would you know call like the fucking like SWAT team or something, you know? <laughs> right? In, in like the middle of a city or something, like you know, there's no way. 1998 so. downtown Hopkins, Minnesota. We definitely like four or five skaters got five squad cars called on us. Probably a very exciting call for those guys. Just a little reference point. Well, let's uh, let's close out the topic with a little uh, talk about the man with the closing part, Charlie Birch. Jason, what did you think of Charlie Birch? Oh yeah, this this guy like I definitely heard the name like the name ring. I never really seen his shit before. Like and yeah, he definitely like stood out. He looked from the cult kind of. You know what I mean with the hair and everything. Looks pretty gnarly and. Yeah, yeah, he that like Smith grind to Smith grind thing that was pretty progressive. He was uh, like hitting some rails, but uh, yeah, is he on Palace or what? Is he like 
He's in for Palace, right? Yeah, he had an ad recently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's sick, man. Yeah, definitely not familiar with his shit that much, but uh, yeah, definitely some cool shit. Yeah, I I felt the same way. It was like, like I kind of knew the name, but didn't know the skating. I actually thought that it was the redheaded dude. Like, that's who I thought Charlie Birch was. I can't think of the redheaded dude's name. Because I just that, thought it was that was, uh, I think that was Rory Mullane's. No, 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 no. Uh, oh, oh, the dude before him? No, that's not where I'm going to I, I don't even know if the redheaded dude was in the video. He's like a Get Lesta dude. Alright, I'm going to look it up. I mean, I think, I think my take, and uh, yeah, I, I, I don't want to denigrate, but you know, very, very all-around English rail guy is what I have written down for the notes. Did some definite hairy shit. He had that that front blunt for about half a block that was really cool. Oh yeah, damn dude, that was incredible. Yeah, like haul ass and then just like hold on. That was dope. Very good, different spin on Englishness again than like I think the. It didn't even necessarily feel like a palace thing to me. Because I think I, I think of like night footage with Palace, and this was all so bright, like we'd commented on. Yeah, yeah. It was a dope, different spin. There was a a little bit of house music, just just a smidgen. Yeah, Templeton. How's your googling going? Uh, I'm not finding the dude. Maybe he rides for Primitive. Uh, somebody's screaming at their phone right now. Or in the near future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Charlie Munro is who I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie Birch, Charlie Munro. Honest mistake. Yeah. But now I know the difference, and I'm, I'm a fan of both. Can I bring up maybe a hot take? Please. So, Hater De Silva. He's in there in the middle, and he gets like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess that it was Austin Bristow. I'm, I'm just, you know, in a perfect world, it was the guy who made the video who told him, like, go around again. Mm -hmm. know, like an English accent. And he did it. He got more tricks. I do remember the Hater Palace Pro video, right? And it's kind of got, like, uh, let's say a boring song to start, and then it kind of finishes strong. My theory is that Hater De Silva is a better skater on Instagram and in, like, the middle of a montage than he is with, like, his own part. So he's a less is more kind of guy? I think that's, like, probably a more elegant way to put it, yes. <laughs> That's interesting. I, I'm down for I, as much hater footage as I can get. I love his skating, and like whenever like Oscar Rosenberg puts up mini ramp footage, I'm geeking out over it. And maybe maybe that Palace Pro part was just kind of underwhelming due to edit and maybe due to a lot of factors. But you know, I I, I loved the 47 seconds of him in this, and I love Instagram clips. And then I see the parts, I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean the kid. Uh, kid definitely stands out. He kind of has that like Quim Cardona like dancing yeah. style, you know, which you don't see that much of these days. And maybe is he just like the contrast between him and everyone else is more apparent in a montage or a video like this in the pro part for sure. When we look at it, but they're bringing uh they're bringing the the Muska flips back. Ooh, in uh, Kyle Wilson, they're coming back. Dude, that Kyle Wilson Muska flip was so sick. <laughs> that dude has like carte blanche. He can do whatever he wants because that backside nollie heel in there is likely one of the better ones ever done. Yeah, that was that was pretty vicious. He got that pretty good. Ooh, that's a great way to put it, man. But uh, yeah, mus Muska flips they're they're okay, but like as long as they don't remember when some people used to do and like the board went like directly vertical. Yeah, like the photo looked like you're like pooping your board. Yeah, that was that wasn't a great look. Like it, you know what I mean. A certain degree of muskiness is cool, but once you get to that point, it's like, uh, you know. Well, like yeah, you those that one we're talking about the the board pooper, and I laughed because I have a four year old and we just make poop jokes all the time, and that hit right. That that's like not a popped trick, you know. No matter how high the skater gets and no matter how spread eagle they go like the board never leaves the ground kyle wilson is popping his muska flips yeah i think that's a good way to put it and a good a good like signifier or like differentiator or whatever let's not get it twisted muska popped his shit too 
I, I think you just have to ha be a certain kind of person to get away with it. You know, Muska is a certain kind of person, and Kyle Wilson has, you know, a little bit of that same swagger that makes him able to pull off a Muska flip and have us love it. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and uh, watch those, try something this weekend. Damn. Bold. Bold claim. Like. <laughs> Put on your parka and go Muska flip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Where's where's my uh, like Arctic Arctic explorer like parka? That'd be pretty funny. Must I had one. Time. I had like a Gap parka from two thousand two that you know like went down below my knees. Had the fur collared hood. My wife. Well, I I acquiesced to giving it away, but what could have been? Skateboarding's never been funnier. The internet's given everyone the opportunity to get their jokes off and maybe gain a little clout in the process. This week, Zach Moore has been making people laugh with his spoof movie trailers. But Mike, not everyone's laughing, right? He took a little shot at us. <laughs> you could say that for sure. Um, what was it? Former, former the skateboard mag riders trying to, trying to save a little clout. I think I might have punched it up a little bit, but that's just my former riderness coming out. Who do you work for, huh? You one of those writers from the skateboard mag trying to stay relevant? Talk! I actually uh, DM'd Zach. I said, do you and Pete Spooner have beef with us washed up guys? And he was like, no way. <laughs> no way. But it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world out there. And I think, he was, I think he was channeling a little bit from that like film noir, uh, perfect caption, thrasher, takedown, just wonder of a thing he did. So what was the question again, Templeton? <laughs> I really like uh, the stuff Zach Moore is doing is awesome. And I think that all was just like tied into a little trivia night he did with uh, Minnesota, New York and uh, people otherwise, otherwhere friends that he did. Um, but yeah, I, I think I love the stuff that like Zach is doing. And I know we're, we, we have memes written down as part of as part of the skateboarding and humor thing. Where it's like, I think the funniest stuff you can do about skateboarding is kind of meta commentary. And that's what Zach Moore's stuff falls into for sure. That's what memes are, maybe inherently. And someone smarter than me will probably point out how I'm using my terms wrong. But um, yeah, I think, I think the internet is really good for skate humor in a way that like maybe in the past it wasn't as good. But you guys, you, you guys tell me what's up. Yeah, I mean, I, I think with memes and that kind of thing, you got to go back to the slap board. Because, like, I guess a meme is technically, like, just something that gets repeated over and over again, I think. And there were, like, all types of slap inside jokes that are still going after, like, 10 years or whatever, you know. So they were kind of doing memes before memes were even a thing. So, shout out to Slap Pals. For sure. Time. I always like the styling on... Uh, threads where everybody photoshops yeah some yeah, the skater Photoshop like jokes. getting ridiculous yeah. i mean yeah like for the slap board was like ridiculously entertaining for a while there like it had a good run like it was kind of like uh like russian literature or something where like there were like a <laughs> cast of characters they would like disappear for years and they'd come back you know what i mean it was a whole big thing so yeah slap definitely got handed them with like a kind of like memes or memes were a thing but yeah, these guys are going nuts on Instagram and like definitely coming up with some funny shit. I do a few of them. Like whenever I have a good idea, I'll do one every like eight months or something. But uh, it, it's not really my lane. You know what I mean? Yeah, these guys are like yeah, going on ape shit. Yeah, I think it's hard to be consistent, like consistently funny, like all the time. But I think the cool thing about the internet is like we can just collect up like, oh, Jason said something funny. Like Mike said something funny. And like it just makes the whole internet funny all the time if like everybody's contributing and making jokes you know when they're inspired which i think is like for me one of the funniest places on the skate internet is skate twitter i feel like we're all we're all trying to make each other laugh really hard <laughs> and uh sometimes it works yeah skate all uh 50 people how many people would you say are in skate twitter i don't know 50 seems like a lot but yeah <laughs> it's, it's a small small number between 30 and 50 i'll Although some pros have started to kind of like engage a little bit, like Beatrice maybe mm -hmm. a little bit. Nack, 
Knack is kind of he's on he's on Twitter, but I, he's not like he doesn't really engage with gay Twitter, and can't really blame. <laughs> you know, like it. I'd say Beatrice is like tilting. Like there, you know, there's there's a there's a skate Twitter post, and then there's just like a pro skater post. Beatrice yeah, is yeah. like tilting towards the skate Twitter post. Oddly enough, like I don't follow him right now, but like Mike Mo's kind of kind of shooting from the hip. He said uh, just a couple random ones. Yeah, yeah, I saw one the other day. He was like, "I'll bet P Rod doesn't do the dishes." <laughs> like <laughs> that's that's a good that's that's a good skate Twitter tweet. Stt. And he actually followed it up. He was like, I just texted him. He said he started doing the dishes a couple of years ago or something, which is like super funny that just, you know, he's got that access, but he's still making jokes like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mike, uh, Mike Moe's been on Twitter for a minute. He usually posts about like Elon Musk and shit like that. You know, prior to Twitter, what's, what's the funniest stuff in skateboarding that we can think of? I, I see, uh, what do I see without calling it out straight? It's like four one one skits. There's plenty of video skits. I feel like it was way harder to be funny before the internet, like in skateboarding. You know, like I I can't really think of anything in print that was very funny. You know, like maybe a caption here or there. Like Big Brother had some funny stuff, but Big Brother was more like shocking than funny, like clever funny. I remember Ron Whaley did. His 411 profile in issue 16 was like a stand-up routine. And I watched it today because I was like, oh, I, I remember the stand-up thing. And it, it wasn't funny at all. <laughs> he just used the, the stand-up trope like he was a dude in front of a brick wall in a spotlight with a microphone in his hand. And he was just doing the classic, um, you know, 411 profiles thing where it's like, you know, shout out to my sponsors. Like, I grew up here, whatever, like... Not really any jokes, but I remember as a kid it being funny to me. There were no jokes because yeah, I would I would have sworn that there was at least a punchline. There were like sort. a couple, but I, I in my head it was like the whole thing was like a stand-up set. Right, same for sure. If I think of like the four one one something that we thought was funny was the Laban feed shit. Fidius. Laban. Fidius? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. If there, fetus? If, I thought it was like fetus or... Yeah, if there was something we thought was funny, it was the Laban Fetus 411 profile where it's just a bunch of like different personas and I don't know, the super dope tongues always sticks out to me. It must have been 41112 maybe without looking it up. Um, you watch that more recently and it's uh, kind of kind of makes you... It's kind of problematic in a little bit, but, uh, you know, it's, I, I, I feel like there's the old skate video, like, goofiness humor of old, you know, the, the, like, Lance Mountain dummy, you know, the stuffed clothing that's thrown off a building and shit like that, that is kind of classic skate video humor, you know, like Steve Olsen falling off Hubba Hideout and you get the doll that falls on the floor, you know, like... That's, I like that stuff, but I'm not sure it's truly funny. or I don't know where it stands on that. Yeah, like, uh, if, if we're talking, like, unintentional comedy, if you go back and watch uh, Shorty's Guilty, <laughs> like, the acting is uh, just tremendous. <laughs> Smolik's performance, uh, Muska's performance. Yeah, anytime there's like any type of acting, and, or well, sometimes like sometimes it's cool, but yeah, that that's some good unintentional comedy there. Also, like another skate video that was pretty funny, just because like it was a bunch of like really funny like out of context quotes like strung together, was uh, uh, James James Kelch's part in the real video. I don't think I've seen that one. Oh yeah, you should go check it out. Like yeah, what does he say? Like he said like- funny shit. The 1993 video? Or? Yeah, the 1993 real video. Okay. Shit, yeah, I don't even know if I've seen that. We'll link it in the show notes for sure. What's the other What's the other thing with that? It's Yeah, the unintentional funny is big, because it's like the chocolate tour. Gino's Skate Park? You know, Richie Mulder's line? Yeah, Skate Park. Legendary. What, like, what about, I think, those girl and chocolate skits? Or, they were never intended to necessarily be funny, but I feel like um, 
the parallel, you know, like the Lance Mountain sticking skit from Goldfish. Like, that's kind of deeply funny, but not funny ha-ha. Yeah, I think that's more clever than yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's what, what all the girl skits have been, is just, like, really clever, smart video things, or, like, little shorts, but never, like, funny to give me, like, a belly laugh or something. Not that really any of this stuff does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the, um, whatchamacallit, like in Paco, like the whole, like, cowboy trope or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that was kind of, I don't know, funny, but it was more like a clever narrative device to, like, tie the video together. Right. I feel like there was one, I think maybe Trilogy, where uh, I think Kareem is, like, writing a letter to somebody, and they kind of, yeah. like, dog on Paco. Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's just writing Shiloh it, in prison. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that just, that was funny to me because I felt like, oh, like, I, they're, like, referencing that other video. And I felt cool because I, like, understood that. Took me years to get that, man. Yeah, I don't know if I got it on the first first watching <laughs> or something. Yeah, in, inter, intertextuals. Yeah, but I, th- I think we're living in the golden age of skate comedy. Mike, I know you're a big fan of open sesame Yes. He, yeah, uh, those, those are pretty funny. I was, I was perusing some of those, getting ready for this podcast. Yeah, was it uh, which magazine just had the had the interview with all the meme makers? Though not open open sesamines because I think on that profile's story we got to see the uh, shit. I gotta look who. Oh yeah. We got to see solo skate mags DM deleted on video on the Open Sesame <laughs> story page. Uh, yeah, yeah, I really do think like the the meme uh, the meme format on Instagram. It, it's like a weird way of speaking truth to power. Of like, yep, these rad skaters do whack shit, and we're just gonna like make a graphical uh, way of uh, pointing that out. And it's usually pretty funny. Yeah, like uh, the, like the whole uh, like circa trope. Yeah, that's good. You know too. what I mean? That, that's a whole thing. The funniest one I saw was like like it's so niche. Like you have to like there's like two, two parts to the joke. Like the funniest one I saw was like skaters wear so much Carhartt and Dickies that they're starting to look like the Sabakas from The Wire season two. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's so niche, but if you get it, it's like so funny because like. You know what I mean? Well, and that's what I like about it. It's like, it's a little complicated. And I think it speaks to the Zach Moore movie trail, you know, the fake movie trailers that Homie made that are up on Instagram and you should definitely watch them. You know, it's not just being like, I don't know, making a dick joke or talking about jacking off, you know? It's like, it's, it's contextual, funny skateboard things. And I really do think that the internet... And um, especially, like, kind of linking back to the Zach Moore stuff, like, just the way social media and skateboarding play out. Like, all that shit is really funny if you riff on it. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it... it uh, one, one of the things I get hung up on is there have definitely been skaters in the past who are like, I'm going to be the funny skater. And, I don't know, just trying to do... In the context of skateboarding, trying to be funny in a general context, but as a skater, that, that doesn't work. That does nothing for me. I, I want skating to oh, be skating. You mean, you mean like a, uh, you mean like a Simon Woodstock? He was maybe different. I guess, uh, I don't know, like Tim O'Connor, like just weird. And yeah, it's a little try hard, which I feel like is a cardinal sin in skateboarding. I think that's perfectly put. Yeah. What, what is Simon Woodstock's place? What would Simon Woodstock be in 2021? I think Simon Woodstock would be extremely popular. He'd have like a million followers and he'd be like, yeah, yeah. like, like yeah, your cousin would, would like send you sk- links to his shit. Yeah, like skating on a skimboard or like a skateboard with eight trucks or whatever, that people would eat that shit up, dude. I mean, really, that's like a, an opportunity. Somebody could just recreate Simon Woodstock. <laughs> oh my God. Bite everything. Recreate, like steal his whole stick. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he, it's like really, the playbook uh, is really- there. Kid in Utah, you're yeah, doing a bunch idea. of shitty, 
You're doing a bunch of shitty tricks at the skate park where you backside flip and then big spin on the hip. Like at the same time, nah, cut that. Get a skateboard, put carpet on it, do a kickflip, but your shoes are untied. The shoes come off, land it right away clean. 10 million likes. Boom. The one I yeah. always remember is that um, he put a dartboard on the bottom of his skateboard oh, and then he did like a good. foot plant and his friend like threw a dart and then he like went back in. Easy. Oh my God. I mean, it's, Simon Woodstock was making content before we even knew what content was. Totally. Oh, yeah. Damn, never thought of uh, Simon Woodstock as a uh, futurist, as a man of his time. He was an influencer. Yeah, he is. I mean, we weren't ready. The world wasn't ready. We didn't know what influence was back then. No. We were so naive. We just, we just wanted openers, man. We just wanted openers. Did Simon Woodstock ever have an opener? 411 never so. deigned to give him a, an opener. That's that's unfortunate, man. I, I think he had a profile one time. He almost certainly had no. a profile. We'll link it in the show yeah. notes. He was pretty omnipresent in contest sections in like 411 issues 1 to 7, I want to say. And he showed up in Europe 95. And, you know, he was around, but didn't Big Brother hate Simon Woodstock? Which is kind of a funny, funny setup. I don't know. That that that's humorous to me. Right. It's like we're the funny ones. You can't be the funny one, or like you're funny in a way that we don't like. That's not our way of being funny. Like you gotta ask yeah, people about I, uh, masturbating, oh. man. <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <laughs> I got no love for Big Brother. I mean, we had the other discussion, but anyway. What about uh? What about Chomp on this? Like, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, that was good. I mean, Jamie Thomas with the, like, did he skate to, like, a No Limit song or something and had, like, a grill? Yeah. That's one of his best parts. I always dreamed that there would be a chomp, too, and I would get to have footage in it. Damn. Didn't they, didn't they make stickers or something? I think, uh, who was, like, the main guy behind that? Like, Ty Evans? I, it might have been Ty Evans or Lee DuPont. I feel like it was, like, a handful of yeah, media one, folks. Yeah, yeah, it was just like a funny concept and shit, you know? I think uh, I think someone posted like a Chomp 2 sticker and everyone went ape shit. That was definitely the perfect combination of the hyper-edited skate video of, uh, what, 2000-ish? Circa 2000? Yeah, like video scratching and shit. Yeah, and just like actually making it have a function, which was this shit is completely goofy. You know what I mean? Like the little Pac-Man dude with the do-rag. Mm-hmm. Kind of a Wait, perfect actually, skate video, but... Yeah, come to, come to think of it, like the Henry Sanchez, Marcus McBride part is like fucking yeah. awesome. With that the was Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, Jesus. That part, yeah. The motherfucker. Damn, I'm going to have to rewatch. It's been a while. Maybe that'll be my stoked on next week. You'll, you'll be stoked, I assure you. <laughs> if, if you just watch that part alone. Oh, pretty fucking sick. I will almost certainly be stoked. Which brings us to the end of our show where we talk about what we're stoked on. Jason, what are you stoked on this week? I am stoked on uh, Venture Truck Company uh, out of San Francisco, California. Also stoked on a little Instagram account called Better Skate Than Never. They just came out with like a little one minute edit of a bunch of like LS dudes and a bunch of euro tech dudes and shit like that i was pretty stoked on it yeah it's a little something you know what i mean that's in my wheelhouse also stoked on uh some new balance numeric uh 440s aka the the tom knox tom knox's uh i got some of the skate shop day, day editions like white with the with the gum sole and pretty stoked to skate them this weekend see how they do First time skating a, a non mid top in a while, so it's gonna be pretty interesting. Mike, where do you stoked on? So I'm stoked on ordering a book. I got a book from Red Balloon Bookstore in St. Paul, Minnesota, called How to Watch Basketball Like a Genius, and it seems like a perfect. Uh, I don't know. It's like, why is basketball dope? I'm gonna talk to a bunch of smart people about this. Uh, it's by Nick Green, oh, and I actually. Heard about it listening to the Slate podcast, Hang Up and Listen, 
which is one of those slate podcasts on which the format of this podcast is based. Uh, so props to Slate for letting us steal what they did. And then also uh, tonight as we were recording this podcast, the Minnesota Timberwolves got their eighth win of the NBA season. We're in the second half. The All-Star break is done. Just feeling hopeful here, guys. Eight Tank, wins. Tank 30. City. What's that? Tank City? Tank City. I, w- I wish they were tanking. I, I wish they weren't just like just like some sort of like Mesopotamian cursed. Like, like the curse is that old. It's like 3300 BC and Carl Towns' <laughs> ghost is like in some temple and he fucks something up. That's, that's how yeah. deep it goes. Um, yeah, Mike, I don't know if you stoked on this on the show, but were you stoked on that uh, Anthony Edwards dunk? That went viral. Oh, good God, yeah. Oh, we, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was fantastic. Piece two. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of your, one of your wizards. I'm sorry, it had to happen to the wizards. I think that I think the wizards won that game, though, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Timberwolves dropped a lead. Exactly. Templeton, what are you stoked on this week? I am stoked on a couple of new spots that I've discovered. Yesterday, I was riding my bike through the schoolyard near my house and there were some buses out there so I couldn't take my normal route and I noticed an extremely long red curb so Mm. that's like you know extremely close to my house brand new painted red curb so very excited to get that uh, in my rotation Uh, and then a couple weeks back I saw a spot that I'll probably never skate but it looked really good (laughs) and it was like very exciting to see this spot like I don't know if you guys ever have this happen where you just like get excited about seeing a skate spot even though you probably will never skate it um, yes. but I, I had that feeling oh. what was the spot it, it's like a cold storage facility Whoa. and there's like a little kind of like a little bank just just like an asphalt bank to like smooth out like a difference in elevation like there's like a concrete driveway and then like the asphalt parking lot and then like a little bank to just like smooth out that transition and then there's like these extremely janky barriers like basically flat bars that are on top so like flat bar into a bank is kind of like dream spot for me like crook pop over into the bank something i've always wanted to do so i saw that spot and uh i'd really like to do that but it looks like there's also a house on this property and there's like a no trespassing sign and all that shit and it's a little far out so i don't know if i'll ever go out and Hit that spot, but maybe right. one day. Oh yeah, Sick. and then I'll be so stoked is on it like that. Like that one spot, is it kind of like that one spot in Vancouver with like those yellow barriers that go into a bank? You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, exactly like that. Yeah, the so bank is like pretty similar. small, so it's like I think it'd be pretty chill to skate. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, stay tuned for updates on that. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe Templeton will go skate it and post the audio of the trick. <laughs> <laughs> It would probably be sick audio, a metal flat bar, <laughs> some like crusty asphalt. That, that's almost worth it to go go out and uh, try and skate it just for the audio. Um, but TBD on that. Uh, that's it for our show this week. Be sure to check out MostlySkateboarding.net for links to the things that we talked about and other show notes. Until next time, you can keep up with us all week online. Mike, where can the people find you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram. And it is confirmed I'm on a Clubhouse, but I don't look at Me it. Me too, bro. Or do we you listen do a to it? Thing. Dang. Clubhouse, mostly skateboarding, fireside chat. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, both with the same name, at M. Munzenrider. Jason, where are you? On the Twitter, at Carbonite1994. On Instagram, at Frozen and Carbonite. And writing stuff for quartersnacks.com temple then where can the people find you uh i'm on instagram at mostly skateboarding and on twitter at mostly skate see you guys next week later I'm a
OT when I smile. Try to take me out the ghetto, but I'm still buck wild. Who is who we be, nigga? If you with me, nigga. Fuck what you want to